Mark Malusis is with WPIX-TV in New York City. That is the mecca of sports. That is a city right now that has two teams, Mark, that have playoff aspirations in the Jets and the Giants. And if I were to told you at the beginning of the year that both of those teams would be in serious contention for playoff spots, you probably would have called me crazy, right? Uh, probably more the Giants. I, I think the Jets, I mean, the, the way they've gotten there, PJ, I, I don't think in many anticipated, obviously, the uh, another step back for Zach Wilson this year. But I, I think the Jets thought and Joe Douglas thought that this team was going to play some sort of meaningful football towards the tail end of the season. Uh, that was the messaging after the NFL draft. So not as surprised or stunned with the Jets, but clearly the Giants. Yeah, I don't think there was any expectations at all for the Giants this year. Yeah, the Giants, they have, uh, they've looked good. What do you make of their matchup against Washington this week? Because Washington is favored by two and a half moose in the Meadowlands. And I think a lot of people that are looking at that line are kind of scratching their head. Obviously, the Heineke magic is real. All they've been doing is winning games and covering spreads. Do you think? Uh, do you think Washington wins again this week against the Giants? Yeah, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's an interesting one. I mean, for for the Giants, they should get a little healthier this weekend. They should get Daniel Bellinger back, who has suffered the orbital fracture, uh, ugly injury in the Jacksonville game earlier in the year. They should get. Uh, Evan Neal back this week at right tackle. Um, you know, there was a thought that maybe he would have been back for uh, the the Dallas Cowboy game on Thanksgiving, but that didn't happen. The the you know the the right tackle coming out of Alabama, one of their first round draft choices to go along with Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I think it's an interesting matchup. I, I think I want to. I, I think the ten days off for the Giants in between games, they've lost two in a row. Um, you know, maybe Barkley gets that burst back. He hasn't exactly ran the ball all that well in the last two games in losses against Detroit and, and Dallas on Thanksgiving. Uh, the lack of playmakers has been a huge issue for the Giants. Uh, when losing guys like Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay has been a ghost. Really, Darius Slayton has been the number one wide receiver to go along with Richie James and, uh, and David Sills, and there's not much at the receiving core. I think when you look at the matchup and you look at Washington, I, I think it's interesting. Clearly, you know, Taylor Heineke is – been a lot more productive than Carson Wentz was. I think there's a, a notion down there that, you know, he's more of a, a team guy than Carson Wentz, and he's really well-liked by his teammates down there in D.C. I don't think there's any question about it. And and they played really, really well, um, you know, with him as their quarterback. Winners of six and seven, uh, they've won three in a row. I think the interesting matchup when you look at this one, it would be the the rush defense of, of the Washington mm-hmm. commanders going up against the, the Giants ground attack because I don't think there's any doubt about it. The Giants are going to have to run the football. The thing about the Giants this year as compared to years gone by is, you know, whether you look at Wink Marndale on defense, whether you look at, uh, you know, Kafka and, and Brian Dayball when orchestrating, putting together a game plan offensively, they've maximized the talent on the team. There's, this giant team is not overly teeming with talent. So I think there's a little bit of a concern that maybe, you know, after that Detroit loss where they could have gotten themselves to eight and two, that there's not much leeway here. And they're entering a difficult stretch where they play, you know, the commanders twice in three weeks, they've got the Philadelphia Eagles twice, uh, you know, down the stretch of this regular season that it's going to be a, a difficult road for a giant team that suffered a rash of injuries. Noah Dory Jackson, um, no Wandell Robinson, their rookie wide receiver. Uh, Xavier McKinney still out after breaking a couple fingers in an ATV accident down at Cabo during their bye week. So uh, all those things stack up. I think the Giants have shown you, though, that they'll be competitive in the game. I think Washington's a deserved favorite because I think 
right now, um, even on the road, even at MetLife Stadium, that they're probably the more talented team and they're playing a little bit better football right now. And the total in that game is 40 and a half. We know how much both these teams want to run the football. So I think I still like the under even at that, just given the fact I listen. I love my commanders, but Taylor Heineke, as fun as it is, they, they still struggle to finish drives at times and, you know, get past even just the 20-point mark with him at quarterback. But they there is a magic there that just seems to be clicking with this team. Hey, you know, you, you mentioned how the Giants were more of a surprise for you, given the way the season started and, not, you know, where we are. If you had to look at right now the Jets and the Giants, what you've seen so far through this many games— which one of them would you have more confidence in to actually go in and, let's say, win a playoff game? I know we got weeks till the playoffs, but is there one team that you maybe have a little more confidence in that they won't just be a, a one-and-done playoff team? Yeah, I think probably the Jets, you know, because the defense. The defense is real. Um, and I know they're ranked probably in you know top ten. I think going into last weekend, they were uh, ninth-best scoring defense in the NFL. I think they're probably a little bit better than that. They've got playmakers on, on every single level of that defense. Uh, they might have the best cover corner tandem in the National Football League with Reed and Gardner. Mosley's been an unbelievable leader since they signed him as a free agent from the Baltimore Ravens. You know, a few off seasons ago, Quinton Williams has developed into being one of the more dominant interior defensive linemen. Defense for the Jets is legit. They've got playmakers uh, on the outside. When you look at the wide receiver position, Elijah Moore finally, you know, with Mike White at quarterback, you saw his performance. Garrett Wilson, we all know that he's going to be an absolute superstar in this league. He just needs a quarterback to get him the football. I think there's things when you look at this Jet team, the Jets are a more talented team. Like, if you look pound for pound and look at the roster, the Jets are a really more talented team as compared to the Giants. The Giants and Shane and Dayball stepped in. The salary cap hell. Drafts weren't particularly good. Uh, big decisions about Jones and Barkley for their long-term future. And really, they were underselling this year. There was little to no expectations on the season for the Giants. When you look at the Jets, I think there's things that would make you believe if they can get consistent quarterback play, uh, that there's things to really like about this Jet team. Um, and I think that's that's where I'd be excited. It's obviously all dependent on matchup and who they're going to face in the playoffs. But I think the Jets would be a dangerous team if Mike White is real. If they're able to, if he's able to get the football to the playmakers, I think there's really things to like about this Jet team in the future in the in the playoffs. Yeah, Moose, this slate this week in the NFL is great. Week 13, a number of games. I'm interested. Which game are you more excited to watch? Dolphins 49ers or Chiefs Bengals? Both great matchups. I, I would say I'm more interested in Dolphins and Niners just because I mean San Francisco's, you know, their defense is unbelievable. You know, with that Miami offense, and, and that's really the thing. Miami's defense isn't particularly good. I think when you have a good offense, you can move it. That's why they went and got Bradley Chubb at the NFL trade deadline. But offensively, McDaniel, Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek Hill, as you guys know better than anybody, I mean, they've been unbelievable. They moved the ball up and down the field. Jeff Wilson Jr., who they brought in from San Francisco, has been great. I like that because I look at the strength of Miami going up against the strength of San Francisco and make no moans about it. Even with McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel on offense, you know, the inconsistency that you get from Jimmy Garoppolo, as we saw this past weekend against the New Orleans Saints, um, leads you to believe that, you know, that offense at, at times could be hit miss. So I'm more interested to see how that 49er defense is able to handle that Miami offense. Talking to Mark Malusis, bet MGM tonight. I, I, I am now going to be a little braver than I was before. PJ convinced me to take Houston, not just Houston to cover against the Browns this weekend, 
but the Houston money line. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm with you on this, PJ. I'm going to do it. That that Browns game to me, Mark, is just like. It's one of the more difficult games because we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like after not playing for a year and a half. It's in Houston. There's an emotional aspect to that. There's no trends or numbers or stats that can help you really gauge it, other than the fact that quarterbacks this year have really struggled in their revenge games going up against their former teams. Where are you on this Browns-Texans game, and what can we expect from Deshaun Watson after having not played for so long? Yeah, Nick, I have no idea. You know, I don't know. You know, I was... You know, I was talking about it with some buddies earlier today, and we all know how great Watson is when he's at the peak and and of his quarterback plays the top five quarterback in the sport. We haven't seen him in years. I mean, it feels like we haven't seen, him, and he didn't look all that impressive in the course of the preseason. Now, the first game back is down in Houston uh, for a Texans franchise that he used to be the face of, um, with everything that went on from with him away from the football field. I don't know. I mean, really, I don't. Would it be all that surprising if Deshaun Watson on Sunday lays an absolute dud against the Texans? Now, here's the issue: Houston's terrible. Like they are an awful football team. I don't care if it's Davis, Davis Mills quarterback in the team, Kyle Allen quarterback in the team. It does not matter. They're a terrible team. Um, so, I mean, it is a really soft landing spot when you look at Deshaun Watson um, and 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 play, taking on a Houston Texan team that looks like completely dead in the water. I just don't know what you're going to get from Watson. We were having a conversation about fantasy, like what kind of quarterback impact is he going to be there? When you look at the betting line, do you necessarily believe wholeheartedly in Watson? I saw the post-game speech this past week when you know Kevin Stefanski is talking up Jacoby Brissett and talking about his leadership. And you know Brissett was at times really, really good. And you look at Cleveland, you know they've got playmakers. And Joku's turned into a top ten tight end this year when he's been healthy. Dealt with the high ankle sprain, but when he's been healthy, he's been really productive. Amari Cooper outside of the drop against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that fourth and nine play. You know, you know Cooper can be a number one wide receiver, and you know they like to run the football. So it's curious to see how much they're going to ask of Watson uh, in the passing game on Sunday uh, against Houston. How much can you expect, and how much ring rust? to steal a boxing term is they're going to be on him for the fact that I know he's been at practice the past couple of weeks. Practice is different than an NFL game. And he's heading into a very, very interesting situation uh, going back down to Houston to take on the Texans. PJ, nobody else agrees with you. I agree with you. 98% of the money is on the Browns money line. Love and that. 93% of the tickets. Yeah, because Houston's awful. <laughs> they I, are. I know. They I know. are. I know they are, but any given Houston is a terrible football. They are really, really bad. So Awful. Bad. Any given Sunday, Moose. That's what we're <laughs> counting on. It you just did, takes you have the Colts yeah, over, well, the- especially well, PJ, but especially this year because if you've been if you've been one that just has blindly been taking the points with these big dogs, you're winning money. No doubt been about unbelievable it. Unbelievable against the spread. You don't have to analyze anything. You don't have to look at injuries. Who's available? Who's not? Betting trends, whatever. All you've you just been taking double-digit dogs all season long. You're winning money. Well said. And Moose, uh, that is good transition into my next question. I want to know if the United States, uh, if they interest you as a big dog against the Netherlands. Obviously, now that we've moved into the knockout round, you can bet it a number of different ways. You can bet it in the regular time. You can bet the USA just to advance if it goes in extra time or it goes to penalty kicks. But Great win today against Iran. They did the job. What do you? What kind of chances do you give them against the Netherlands? I'll be honest. I'm going to be locked in. I love it. Are you I, guys into the World oh, Cup? I yes. mean, I, I think it's yes. fantastic. Yeah, I'm I mean, wearing I my should, jersey today, Moose. I'm it, fired he, up. That's a fake jersey, though. It, that's it not is. even a real one. <laughs> but it says USA on it. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I loved it. Like, it, to 
today was like edge of your seat kind of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not watching like English Premier League or La Liga or Bundesliga. Like, or like I'm not a huge soccer guy. But the World Cup is such a great event. I think they've got a shot. I mean, I do. You know what's different about this United States team as compared to you know last time we saw them in the World Cup eight years ago was um, you know they're they're they can take it two teams. You saw that against England, even though it was a scoreless draw. And if they played a little bit better in the second half, they would have beat Wales. So I know goal scoring has been an issue, and they only pushed across one uh, this afternoon against Iran. But I give them a shot against Netherlands. I mean, why not? I know they're a huge dog. Last I saw, I think they were like plus 340 or plus 350. Uh, Netherlands was like minus 130. That's why I checked, and I saw about you know, a couple hours ago. Um, I, I'll I'll take the I'll take the U.S. I mean I'm not going to bet against our home country. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the United States. I'm not going to come on with you guys on a on a Tuesday night and say let's go Netherlands. I don't want the United States to advance. Of course. I'm going to be betting U.S. on Saturday morning. Mark Malus is a big Dutch guy. Once he is. He's all in on the Dutch all, all the way through. In. Well, Christian right. Pulisic <laughs> says, says he's playing, so that they clearly need him out there. Moose, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, Moose. Hey, Nick, PJ, anytime. <laughs> Have a good show. Oh, Go Netherlands, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nick, I actually really like uh, the bet for take a draw or for USA to win in regular time. That's minus 110. Mm -hmm. So you get two different outcomes. As long as the Netherlands don't win in regulation, if the USA just win or the game goes into extra time, you win your bet minus 110. I mean, USA did that against England, and I think everybody would agree England's a better team than the Netherlands. Matchup style, I think it's a better matchup for them against the Dutch. So we'll see. Plus, it's, you know, the USA and get to root it. Does for it, right? it is difficult to sit there. It's like, that's why I don't really bet on my teams very much. I just yeah. stay away from it all. I don't let emotion get involved with it. I feel like that's there's emotion involved with this game. Like it's really hard to sit there and try to be unbiased no, when it yeah. comes to it. It but, is. I mean, I get it.